right, here we go. Another episode of the Musings of Dirtbag Duke, and actually it's a Friday. Friday edition. Hope you're doing well, staying safe, staying healthy out there. Got big plans for the weekend. A lot of football. Maybe watch a little footy, a little baseball, whatever it is. Or you at least get a chance to get out and enjoy the weather. Quick update on the college gambling scandal here in the state. Three ISU football players, including Hunter Decker, one, I believe it's one baseball player and one football player for the University of Iowa, all have pled guilty, took plea deals, pled guilty to underage gambling to avoid the charge of the uh, records tampering. Uh, which carried the potential of some jail time. So in order to avoid that, they went ahead and took the plea deal. And so now it's up to the NCAA, I guess, to see what um, happens with them and their penalties. Will they be completely out of you know uh, college sports or will they give them some kind of a suspension or whatnot? That's yet to be seen, but... Uh, Seeing some resolution there amongst the players that have um, been charged. Technology is not all bad, and especially as we progress in time, there will be new technologies or more widespread use of technology. And I think it's key for us as OTs or potential potential OTs or however you want to view it, that we are more willing to accept the use of that technology as it becomes more prevalent. Not all technology is bad. Not all technology is good. And what I mean by that is that it's, you know, invasive in, in privacy and, and whatnot. But some of it is, um, serves a good purpose of convenience. Uh, and, you know, it's not all bad. It's not invasive into your private life and, and whatnot. So just because uh, something is... has some relation to technology as far as an app or whatever, it's not always necessarily going to be bad and it's okay. And we should be willing to adapt adapt to that. And I hope that you're there. I know I am. Like I'm more accepting of it, more willing to use it. Um, Careful, yes, but... You know, op, you know, taking opportunities to be willing to try it out, to use it, you know, when it does serve a positive purpose. And I say all that to say this, that there was a quote-unquote fiasco at Jack Trice Stadium in Ames, Iowa on Saturday for the Iowa State versus UNI 
football game. So the athletic department had decided that they were going to go to a paperless ticket system, right? So it has to be all, it was all automated, I guess. You, well, not necessarily automated, but it's, it was, you know, um, paperless, okay? Need to have a smartphone, need to have the, uh, you know, enrollment with Ticketmaster, which don't necessarily 100% agree with, but that's their process, and then having a, a wallet to, store it in and then have it scanned by a you know a scanner that's not didn't have a human attendant okay so it wasn't going to be people there scanning your tickets <clears throat> it was going to be you know all automated so therefore you had to again download your t- or drop your tickets into your wallet you couldn't screenshot them couldn't print them out anything like that okay this announcement was made several weeks in advance. People had plenty of notice, plenty of notification. They've tried to do this in the past a little bit, tried to move toward that um, and get more automated tickets. But, the you know, again, there was always these people that were going to um, fight that process, right? They didn't want to change, you know, what they were doing. Well, I've printed my paper tickets for 30 years, and, you know, I'm not going to change today. You know, didn't want to adapt to that. And there's many things that go along with that. We can get on rabbit trails. um, But nonetheless, there was issues because, again, people weren't paying attention, right, or or didn't care. They were going to do what they wanted to do. Um, and it didn't matter, and so therefore it caused a lot of problems when it came to trying to get into the stadium. One issue that compounded that was is that many times that there is, you know, when you got a lot of people like that, it's hard to get cell service, so it's hard to get a connection to get in and, and take care of that and download that and then trying to do all that stuff. Could have been 100% avoidable if people would have took the time to listen, to read, to do the research on what they needed to do. And many, again, thought that they can just do their screenshots. Again, it was, you know, it's a, it ultimately it comes down to the point of it's about them, right? It's about them. And with something as benign, I guess, as football tickets, then yes, it makes sense then to say, yeah, we're you know going to go along with it, going to follow the the instructions because this is the plan, the purpose that they have set aside or set up for their program, right? Maybe, and I I didn't do a lot of digging into it, but maybe they came to the point where. They just said, hey, it's hard to find people to work. And that is true. That's the case. It's, you know, I'm sure that these jobs don't pay that much per hour. It's usually probably a second job for somebody. And people deciding that they didn't want to spend their Saturdays in the heat or in the rain or the cold, depending upon 
the, the day, dealing with drunk people, some, many, trying to fumble around with tickets or whatever, right? So they didn't want to, didn't want to have to deal with that, just made more sense to go this route, right? So instead of maybe raising ticket prices, which they do anyway, but for example, or, and maybe that, not even, maybe that wouldn't have worked either to raise the rate, the hourly rate. That, again, people don't want to mess with that stuff. So if you don't have people that are willing to stand out there, you can't get the people that you need to stand out there to attend it. What is your other options? It's going to automation. So if you're going to want to attend the football game, you need to follow these rules and there's no way around it. Right? There's no way around it. You can't, like I said, you can't screenshot it. You can't print it. You have to have it in your wallet on your phone and then scan it once you get there. And there are many people that were upset. But again, it, it, it falls back on it's, it's about them. It's about what they feel like is convenient for them. And that's the way that we've always done it. And that's the way it should be. Sorry. It isn't about them. And it's okay. The technology there is okay. It's safe. It's safe to put your sports tickets in your wallet. This thing isn't new. The wallet has been around for a long time. Issuing tickets and putting them in your wallet has been around for a while. And it's technology that's there that is okay. It is okay. And so for the crowd that is, I'm guessing probably roughly around our age and probably older into the, the boomers are the ones that are probably having the biggest struggle with it. But, but it's okay. Because I'm sure they've got children and grandchildren that will probably, that will know how to do it and help them walk them through that process. And it's okay to have the technology there to do this. And it will be convenient. It will be fast process. And in the end, it works out for for everybody. But the idea that somehow you can subvert it and then you are just there, unless you were there, their decision, those folks' decision to try to do that caused an issue and caused big waiting lines for everyone. Because of their selfish decision not to want to follow the rules. So there's been a lot of issues with labor strikes, potential labor strikes. A lot of news concerning unions. 
We had yellow completely go out of business. And that's a, that's a whole story in itself. And I'm not saying that that was the blame of the union, but they were there involved in that process there. There was a company that way. Then you got UPS with the huge um, pay increase for their drivers, big pay increase for their drivers. And, and um, I forget now what the numbers. I think they're like, I think in five years, they're going to be at roughly around $49 an hour, something like that, close to right around 100000 a year. So, um, so th- for them, it's, it's a big win for their employees. And then now we've got U- United Auto Workers. in the midst of that process and the potential strike there, and they're wanting to be close to that number that uh, UPS got. Now, I haven't had any personal experience with it. All I know is the experiences that my friends and family have been involved with it, my, particularly, specifically my brother or my father. My father was involved in that growing up with um, being a plumber and then in the post office, so he had to deal with that stuff. So m- many times my opinion and my view is shaped around his experiences that he had with the employers that he worked for and and you know and I remember from the you know from the plumbing days not a lot of good things there and and then you know um being laid off and having that uncertainty of his future and then finally getting out of that mess with those guys and and again not necessarily and being young enough not knowing both sides of it you know I don't know how much their involvement was but there was that uncertainty um, to the point where that's why he ended up going to the post office because because of that um, and just go, trying to go out on his own and, and get away from all the garbage that was involved with the stuff they had and then still dealing with it somewhat at the post office and then other people that I know that have, have had great experiences with it. So I, I'm not going to necessarily fall on either side of it because, again, I haven't had a personal experience with it. And each group um, is, is probably different. You know, auto workers and steam fitters and electrical and whatever, right? So they all are their own. So this is not going to be me bashing it, but also not going to you know, um, stick up for, but to, just to hit some points, personal opinions of the situation when it comes to the United Auto Workers. Right now, their top wage is $32.32 an hour. That's their top wage. So if you work a 40-hour week, that's 67225 Now, I know that that the auto um, manufacturers have plants, several plants throughout the United States, various, mostly Midwest, but um, I believe most of them are Midwest. But anyway, nonetheless, they're not all in the same place, not in the, all in the same location. So therefore, there's going to be differences in income. But based on what what I've been around 
and what I've seen um, and knowing kind of where that's kind of going towards with more automation type things. And they're now granted that there are different levels of that also. And I guess I don't know what that means. But to see somebody being at that 67,225, I think in most Midwest cities is, is pretty decent for an individual. Um, if you look at the median income for many cities or states, I should say many states, you're probably going to be above that and not saying that that's necessarily so great either. But the balancing act, and this is where things are get kind of sketchy though too, is when you look at As a whole, what has, again, what has across the board, have we seen wages go anyway for, you know, all types of positions? And so the curious thing for me is where does that go from here? Where does, you know, if the prices go up, does that mean that automatically it's going to get passed along to the consumer? I don't know. We shall see. But we know that they're not going to necessarily cut down on their profits. I had to do more research on it and see what we can find out more. But specifically looking at the idea, though, is does that jump from 32 to 47 make sense? Or do we see the, the, auto, deal, or the auto manufacturers start moving their stuff back down into Mexico more prevalently? What does that mean for biz, uh, the manufacturers are non-union? And how does that play into all of this? Because they're definitely a player in this. They're going to be involved. And do we see a, you know, another increase or more increases in costs of a vehicle that are high-priced already? And do they price themselves out of the market? We know that overall the organization is not going to want to take a loss because they got stockholders to answer to. CEOs are not going to take cuts in their pay because, you know, got to have those fancy places. And I think that's where kind of where people get frustrated because ultimately I think it's the consumer. But again, as a consumer, then I guess you got to make that decision on whether or not you want to pay that price for that vehicle. Are you willing to sacrifice to do that? Well, that's all I got for it. There'll be more about that, I'm sure. But that's all I got for you for this week right now. Again, I hope you're doing well, staying safe, staying healthy out there. Have a great weekend. Until next time.